up, guys? It's Eric. See that white yacht with a satellite dish? I'm the old houseboat next to it, covered in seagull shit. Hey, guys, this is Joe. I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heels, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. They had other commitments and other careers. So that style of dancing would be, is lap dancing a style? Let's play some football! But on the field... They were out to prove they belong to each other. You're unbelievable. Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman. That's going to leave a mark. The Replacements, rated PG-13. Sneak preview this Saturday starts Friday, August 11th. You're listening to Worth the Lead Feed, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think that the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a late fee. What's new, Joe? Nothing much, Eric. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Pretty good. Not, um, yeah, nothing new, really. Watching TV, working from home, not at the same time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yep. I've actually, well, I actually watched the one the years. I told as I text you, I watched I the first episodes. I have to watch the newest one that aired last night. But yeah, yeah. I do too. I do too. Actually, I haven't watched that one either. But I've been liking it though. It's, oh, it's man. really like it's again the perfect balance between some funny scenes and then tons of heart, which is what I'm, I'm there for. How how good? I mean, the whole cast is great, but how good is? I can't remember his name right now. I'll look it up. But uh, the his little buddy who's like the white kid, the Jewish kid. Yeah. Uh, that he looks like young Pete Davidson to me. He kind of does, like, yeah. He looks like he'd be Pete Davidson, and Pete Davidson was like 13 years old. But um, yeah, I know it's it's so good, and I know people that are uh, like so. The actor's name is that plays Brad is Julian Lerner. But again, the whole the whole cast is awesome. The kid that plays uh, Dean, like the main character, he's awesome too. Yeah, he's great. Elijah Williams, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, <clears throat> not the Williams part, the Elijah part. Um, but he, yeah, if you, I'm, you will not find a bigger fan of the original Wonder Years than me, but it's not at all like they were just like, all right, we're going to redo it. It, it the, the reason it works is because it's, it's such an interesting time in this country. Yeah. 1968 is when it starts. And so you're used to the, the old Wonder Years, the original Wonder Years, where it's like a white kid growing up in the suburbs. And, you know, they had to deal with stuff too. Like the, if you remember the old one, the original one of years, they had to deal with like the Vietnam war and all that stuff. The first, the first episode of the, of the original one of years deals with the Vietnam war. I won't say what happens unless you haven't seen it. Cause you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert. The show's been off for like 30 years, but, um, <laughs> but this, this show deals with some of the same stuff, but then also some stuff that it was more, you know, pressing for, for, for black families in the country. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Again, it's I've only seen two episodes just like you. I still have to watch the third episode. I'll watch it tonight, but man. Yeah, I like a lot. So I like good. a lot of things about that. I love how the first episode kind of throws that. I, I knew it took place the time frame, like, but once they mentioned, well, Martin Luther King's getting assassinated, basically. Yep. That's yep. when I was like, okay, I know exactly when this is, the time frame and everything. I'm like, and the yep. fa- the way that impacted everyone, it was yep. really powerful. And like, even I was a kind of like, you know, dead silent just watching it. Like I was oh, man, I got- zoned in. I was that show gets me emotional. I, I like, yeah. I wasn't like crying, but it, it totally not there's anything wrong with that, but I was, you're totally like, it hits you. You're like, Holy yeah. shit. And you feel it. That's how you know the show's done well is. So Martin Luther King was assassinated in 1968. Obviously he's a very important person in this country's history. Mm-hmm. But when 
I was watching it, I was like, I felt like I was feeling it with the family. Yeah. Like, I felt like you're like, man, like how much that must hurt for that, how much that affected their life. You know what I right. mean? Someone that they've never met, but he was, he was standing up for their culture. But yeah. So in case you, you guys, everyone should check it out. If you're listening, you should check yeah. it out. Um, another, before you get into what you're, you've been watching or anything else you've been watching. I also rewatched future episode of the podcast. Have you ever seen American graffiti? Have I already asked you this? No. And I, I know the history behind it. Like I know it's, you know, but I've never seen it for whatever reason. So when you pick it, it'll be a good reason for me to finally watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I rewatched it uh, a couple nights ago and it's, it's so good. It's kind of like the flip side of, of the wonder years. It's, I mean, it's set in the fifties, but it's like the perfect, um, you know, life when you're in high school, life so simple, or you're just graduating life, uh, high school life so simple. And it's like that gl- like glamorous view of the fifties and sixties where like everyone's driving cool cars and, but it's still, it's still, it's so good. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to check that out when you eventually pick it. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, you've been watching anything else good. I, uh, so I've, I'm, this is we're recording this on October 7th. And tonight I'll be watching the new Bond film with my brother and father. So I'm excited about that. I, right. It's a pre. I love the Bond franchise and the fact that they actually get to write off his character the way they want to is kind of exciting. So it's going to be interesting to see how this new storyline, because it's kind of cool seeing like almost a, an ongoing storyline between these films, which we're not used to with previous films. So it's kind of right. cool. It's going to be kind of cool to see how they wrap this all up. Um, and for the gamers out there, you know, because we have so many gamer listeners, I hooked up my old Saturn and I have this new thing called the OSSC, the open source scan converter. And what it does is it basically adds more lines to the older games and it makes it sharper on modern TVs. So it looks really cool. I've been playing this old game called Panzer Dragoon Saga. And boy, it like it has held up so well. Like it looks great graphically with this new little device. So it's definitely opened a whole new door for me when it comes to retro gaming. Also for the gamers. Oh, I knew you were we're about we're about (laughs) one week away from the release of NHL twenty two. And I have been without any video games now because I sold my MLB copy uh, a couple weeks ago or maybe like a month ago to get the maximum store credit from Bulmos Music. And I will be using that store credit to put towards uh, NHL 22, which I'm pretty excited about. And to go full bro, I have my uh, fantasy hockey draft tonight. I forgot about that. Oh, exciting. That's... Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a big night. I may, you know what? Black Friday games are pretty cheap. I may, maybe I'll pick up NHL. Maybe I'll do a little practice and eventually try and beat you. And you should. NHL 22. You should. And, dude, it's, it, NHL is, it's, I don't even think, it's not just because I like, hockey is my favorite sport i think nhl is the best sport because like baseball baseball games have gotten hard i was talking to my friend scotty who's a huge baseball fan or at least he was and he he got mlb for like some pack or something when he bought his ps5 or something i think it was and he tried playing it and he was like that game's too hard like i he's like i feel like it'd be easier for me to actually try to hit off a major league baseball (laughs) pitcher than it would be to play that game so that one's different that one's like difficult. Madden, if you're not a football guy, is it's just too much like to pick the plays and then do the plays is not interesting. So hockey, I think, is the best. NHL is the best. Just like sit down and play. You don't have to know, you know, 
Yeah, I agree. It's definitely the most fun sports game for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think that's it as far as stuff I have. Have, going you, have on. you been watching anything else? I, I think you mentioned the the American Graffiti. Did you watch anything else? Because it's been what since last our last episode. I'm trying to think. Yeah. We've gone a couple weeks back now since. I have been watching stuff. I can't think of anything that's really jumped out to me though. Um, yeah, I haven't been watching. I've been like I watched American Graffiti. I've been watching. I've been rewatching the original one New Year's too. Like if I just feel like oh, watching nice. something. Yeah, I've been watching that and then watching a lot of uh, playoff baseball and yeah, end yep. of regular season baseball. I know this is hopefully that they're still in it by the time this episode comes <laughs> out, but the Red Sox had a big win against the Yankees last night to to secure the wild card spot. Now that, but now they're playing Tampa starting tonight. So that's another part of my, my bro fest tonight is I have my fantasy, my fantasy draft. I'm going to have Red Sox game on in the background, fantasy draft going. Yeah. You. Yep. <laughs> And to complete the the bro trilogy, you guys heard the trailer and you heard our quote. So you probably, well, definitely from the trailer, you guess what we're talking about. But uh, we're talking about the movie The Replacements, a football movie. Um, I couldn't really, this is kind of surprising. I thought that I was going to be able to walk in like any craft beer place and there'd be a football themed beer because this country is so obsessed with football. I didn't really have any good luck. And I was like, I didn't want to force it. So what I ended up doing was just buying, um, I've been into, since we've been having these colder, or not cold, but cooler days, I've been into um, like Oktoberfest beers and like fall beers. So I'm drinking Fest beer, which is from Black Hat Brew Works. Again, couldn't get a, a, a football one, but it's a good solid fall beer and it's it's delicious. So, again, you know, today's kind of warm, but where it's been cooler, it's been nice. So yeah. this is, the replacements was Joe's pick. So Joe, why did you, why did you pick the replacements? Uh, with football season starting, starting just a few weeks ago, it's still pretty early in, into it. So I figured it'd be a good time for a football movie. And despite what the correct reviews say about this one, I've always personally enjoyed it. And it was on TV a couple of weeks ago. So I ended up just sticking around and watching it. And I was like, this is the next pick. This is the one. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you picked it. I actually almost picked a football movie. I just keep getting other movies that jump in front of it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But there was one football movie and I, I will pick it hopefully this football season, <clears throat> but I was listening to another one of my, the movie podcasts that I listened to and they rated it so poorly, not the replacements, this other movie. Little Giants? <clears throat> no, that, okay, that good. Cause that's that like, that's, be that's what I'm, the one I'm excited about in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I felt personally attacked and I was like listening to it and I was like, I, we have to do an episode of that and, and defend it. But the replacements you can if you have any more to say about the memory of your of the film you can say it in a second but my memory of this film is kind of why i was a little nervous to rewatch this one because i saw it in theaters for sure owned the dvd quoted a still every now and then but back in the day i quoted with my buddy scotty all the time <clears throat> and i've had numerous conversations with people about how this is an underrated football movie and definitely and just an underrated sports movie. <clears throat> and I think that there were a decent amount of football movies that came out around this time. And some are very overrated in my opinion. And I think this one's underrated. So, but I hadn't seen it until I rewatched it. I hadn't, it had been a while since I'd seen this one. So I was like, when you picked it, I was half excited, but I was also like, man, I hope we don't turn this on and be like, this is because we've had that with movies in this podcast where I rewatch it. And I'm like, 
I would have guessed that that was an A plus movie and it's like a C minus at best. So I was kind of nervous. So did you have anything else to add as far as your first memory or? No, so I actually don't remember when I first saw this. I know, I know it was with my father because he was a Gene Hackman fan. So it was definitely in our house back in the day. And I ended up for whatever reason, like you, I bought the thing on DVD and Blu-ray and you know, whatever I bought again, when it gets released again in the future, I'm sure. But it's, it's, I don't know the exact one I saw like I seen in theaters, but I do remember being it having it be with my father, which is kind of a fun moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I. This is one that I've. I don't remember if I've ever, if I've seen this with my dad, but I, I, me and my friends. I mean, this movie came out in two thousand August. Of, is it August two thousand? Yeah. yeah. So I was. I had just turned sixteen. So this is like, probably my prime movie theater years were, around this August of two thousand until, a few years later, because it was like we had all just turned 16 we could drive. So we were going to the movies probably more then than, than ever. So this is right in my, in the, in my wheelhouse for that. So um, do you have any stats as far as how this one did? I, I, I remember looking at it a little bit and it wasn't as good as I thought it would have done. Yeah. So the replacements came out on August 11th, 2000 and had a budget of 50 million, making 50.1 million in the box office. Just to be that little profit there. It didn't, didn't lose money. That's good. I guess. <laughs> It was written by Vince McEwen, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, who has done a bit of acting and writing in the past. His most recent uh, being writing with an episode of Taxi Brooklyn, which was written in 2014. So he hasn't done anything in, a few, in, a, in quite a bit now, but his last thing was a TV episode. He's also written Flyaway Home as his first feature screenplay, which I remember liking as a kid, and the film The Climb. So not a whole lot from him. The replacements was directed by Howard Dutch, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I, I had that name down too, and I was like, I'm glad you like it's 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 like Dutch, but with an E before the yeah. E. So do, doge, doge. I, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Whatever, but I get you. Who has been very active since his directorial debut with the John Hughes classic Pretty in Pink, and has also worked on other films with Hughes, such as Some Kind of Wonderful and The Great Outdoors. He's also directed Grumpy Old Men, which is another film I really enjoy as a kid. The Odd Couple Two, The Whole Ten Yards. And has since moved to a TV-focused directing career with shows such as Jane the Virgin, another great show, American Horror Story, Empire, and most recently being Filthy Rich in 2020. So he is still very active. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good resume. Kind of a weird, like path, but good All resume. The place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so critically, as far as reviews go, it's a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb. Which that doesn't really shock me. That's probably close to what I would have thought, but it's a forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which that—that's what surprised me. And then only two stars from Roger Ebert, and not the nicest review. So in his review, he says the replacements is a slap-happy entertainment paint is slap-happy entertainment painted in broad strokes, two coats thick. It's like a standard sports movie, but with every point made twice or three times as if we'd seen one as, as if we'd never seen one before and the musical score provides such painstaking instructions about how to feel during every scene it's like the booklet that tells you how to unpack your computer so one of the times i, I don't agree with mr ebert on this one. what was he th what, what were you thinking <laughs> yeah yeah i i i have well when we get to my review of it i'll I'll, I can I can see some of what he's saying, but I disagree yeah. with his <clears throat> his opinion. So we talked about this. It came out in August of 2000. Um, and another thing, I think this is around when I met my wife, which is crazy. I was like trying to put myself in my like, what was I doing? So that's crazy. 
other movies that came out that month, <clears throat> Bring It On, Space Cowboys, other Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Those are three of the the bigger ones. So not the greatest month in film, but outside of film, uh, Jerry West retired as VP of the Lakers. This is a, a big moment, or I remember this like crazy. Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse is released. So that was a huge song during yeah, my middle school, a, my high school life. It's a good song. <clears throat> American, this guy I'm not familiar with. No idea who he is, but he's I've heard the name before, so I know he's like worth mentioning. American rapper Lil Pump is born. Mm. Uh, and as far as people that got married, Will Ferrell, Patrick Stewart, and Dave Matthews all got married that month. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. And then legendary actor Alec Guinness passed away. Quite the career for people around our age, you would probably know him best as Obi Wan Kenobi. But he had a he was his resume is insane. He was in a million movies, so yeah, true legend. So um, decent month in history, I would I would say. Do you have a, a back of the DVD history or DVD summary for this one? I do. So it's late in the season. The playoffs are fast approaching, and the Washington Sentinels have just gone strike. Scrambling for a solution, the Sentinels owner Edward O'Neill hatches a plan to bring in legendary coach Jimmy McGinty to recruit a team of replacement players in exactly one week. For fans and owners alike, the strike is a disaster. But for Shane Falco and mismatched crew of outsiders, it is the second chance they've waited their entire lives for. So this is the perfect time to bring up a couple things. So the first is my problem with... One of my problems with this movie, rewatching it as an adult, is that in my life I've seen... in all of the sports really different strikes and work stoppages and whatever. So this is such a cool like idea for a movie. Cause it's, it's not really crazy. Like the, right. it's, it's very possible. We can see something like this happen. It's if not the NFL or the strike with the amount of money they make. I would be so pissed off. <laughs> well, see that fault that leads into my second, my second thing is what are your thoughts on, watching this movie like when they so when they show the original players and the, the sorry like the the players are going strike and they're talking about how much money they make and they're they, they're kind of a lot of this movie is trying to make them seem kind of unlikable yeah which is which is fair but i've had this conversation with multiple people because it feels like to me when it when a person is losing interest in a certain sport or team usually because the team's not that good anymore like right now the patriots are a big thing for us like we live in new england i'm not a football guy but i've noticed that a lot of people are <clears throat> kind of bailing on the patriots and they're saying it's for other reasons they're saying it's because they're like these overpaid athletes and they're out of touch with the reality or maybe it's political stuff with the kneeling for the anthem but really i think it's just because <clears throat> the team's not good and they don't want to they, so they, but they don't want to say that they don't want to say i'm not rooting for them because they're not good anymore so they make up this other reason and my thing about athlete pay is is it ridiculous that someone that like throws a football makes $20 million a year? Kind of. Yeah. But they do it better than 99.9999999% of the world. So right. what you really have to ask yourself is, are you okay with having like a Shane Falco average Joe, not average Joe, but a guy who's not that good, but making lots of money. Will you root for that team or no? I watched this movie was fun because I had a lot of like more than any movie we've talked about and more than most movies I've watched in a while. It, I felt like it was making me think about professional sports as a, as a, as a topic.
Yeah, and, and I think like like you said, it's interesting because we've. I mean, I remember the NHL strike, and I'm sure you know you. That was probably something that you were kind of set about when that happened. Yeah. yeah. And like those players, they don't get paid as much as all the other sport athletes, and they play a pretty aggressive sport. So like something like that happening, I can I, I can kind of be okay with. But when football players go on strike, when like EMTs make what like minimum wage, and like it's so it's such a tough pill to swallow. And I get it's like entertainment, just like anything else in this country, in this world, whatever. But it's so tough to swallow when you see these people crying about making more than twenty million dollars when EMTs are making minimum wage, saving lives. It's a wild, it's a wild concept. No, I agree with that, but, and this is the only time in history, like for people that don't know, I think football players are, are like, they're scumbags. Yeah, they are exceptions. Exactly. They're exceptions, but my view of professional football players is not great, but I think that if there's any professional of the four major, so in America, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, I think they have the most right to strike because football is cold blooded, man. Like, so their contracts are bullshit. Their contracts are for the team. They're valid. So if Joe signs a contract, that he's going to make $5 million a year for the next five years. Even if he has the craziest season ever, and then any other team would give him $20 million. The team has every right to be like, no, you're making five. You signed that contract. Now, if Joe breaks his ankle in season one, they can just like in game one, they can just terminate it. Yeah. And be like, no, I know that's sorry, bud. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's, but it's, it's a whole other conversation, but that's one of the things I liked about this movie is that it, it tackled that other side of sports and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it was actually, I think it kind of did a better job. <clears throat> one movie that I have seen a handful of times and I think is kind of overrated, not bad, but overrated is any given Sunday. And I think any given Sunday went like too hard trying to show the other side of football like the dark side or whatever, and they went yeah. over the top. This was kind of like it showed the stuff that I don't know another side of it in a in a in a good way, not a, not a, not a positive way, but in like an entertaining way. Yeah. So, anyway, enough sports talk for now. So, some other cast members and everyone and and what they're doing going into this one. Um, just like we did last week, I'm going to focus on some of the major characters, then we can kind of just name drop some of the smaller roles. So you talked about the director Howard. Howard D. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't know how. <clears throat> Keanu Reeves, obviously Shane Falco, main character. Started with Young Blood, hockey movie. Obviously love it. Also in River's Edge, Bill and Ted series, uh, Point Break, uh, My Own Private Idaho, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Speed, Devil's Advocate, The Matrix series, this, um, Hardball, John Wick series, and on and on and on. So, <clears throat> Joe, I have a question for you, and this is. It doesn't matter where your score is, Dan. So what for you, what is your, if, if I was like, you got one Keanu movie out of these two the rest of your life, I think I know the answer to this. Wait, so between, okay, you can listen to movies, yeah, okay. I'm going to give you two movies, yep. Okay. So this one, Replacements, or Point Break? Replacements. Yeah, I knew you would say that. And it's tough. I, I, I'm like, Point Break is like a guilty pleasure of mine, so I think I would pick Point Break. <clears throat> what about this or Speed? That's tough. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. I love speed, man. <laughs> yeah. Speed's speed's a classic. So, but it, going through his resume, you are like, again, Keanu is such an underrated yeah. actor. He's, he's, he's put more, he's got a, a list of more crazy entertaining movies from different like genres and whatever, whether it's like Bill and Ted, 
or speed or this or or point break. He's and he never really fizzled. And he's always been no. super relevant. He's still making super popular films and big hits. Like he's like always been pretty relevant in the movie industry. He's had some obviously some duds here and there, yeah, but he's been pretty relevant. And the, and and it's funny because like the joke is like, oh, Keanu is like a bad actor. That's kind of like what people say, but he's really not. No, he's 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 good. He's got a, quite the resume. So. Gene Hackman, uh, Joe's father's president of the fan club, and you can't blame him. So, I mean, where do you start with Gene Hackman? He has two Academy Awards, four Golden Gloves, one Screen Actors Guild Award. Just to list a few of them. French Connection, Unforgiven, Bonnie and Clyde, I Never Sang for My Father, Mississippi Burning, Bridge Too Far, Bridge Too Far, Hoosiers, No Way Out, uh, Quick and the Dead, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. I think I mentioned that before. Uh, Get Shorty, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State. Royal Tenenbaums, just an absolute Hall of Famer. Maybe like oh, yeah. he's in the discussion for like Mount Rushmore of, of our life yeah. <clears throat> as far as the greatest actors. He actually gave his uh, first interview. Did you read that? No. He's, he's Right now he's 91 years old and he gave his first interview in a decade because it's the uh, 50th anniversary of the French Connection. So him and Freakin were talking about, you know, how they're surprised no one died on set and like the things they had to overcome while making that movie. But it was really cool getting an interview from Gene Hackman after kind of just being off the grid yeah. for a lot for a long time. Yeah, no, he's he's. Uh, but I'm glad that he's off the grid. Oh, it's, me too. He's yeah. he he definitely you know he's <laughs> he has quite the resume. So yeah, he, he earned his time yeah. to chill. Um, Brooke Langton, who who played Annabelle, like kind of the, the head of the cheerleaders, who Keanu and her ends up having like a a, a romantic subplot. Not the career that Reeves and Hackman have had, but she's been in some things that I really enjoy. Swingers, The Replacements, Friday Night Lights TV show. Also in Melrose Place and a lot of other TV work. And watching her this time, like we talked about a couple weeks ago with someone else, I was like, how did this girl not blow up? She's I, honestly, I thought that the entire time, Eric. <clears throat> that was in the back of my head the entire time. She's obviously like beautiful. She's a Hollywood actress, so she's beautiful. But she's got like character for days. She's... She, good actress i'm like it it just goes to show you that like in hollywood talent is a thing but sometimes it's just like dumb luck because she's way better than a lot of actresses and actors that i know that have made it so it's i was just it was kind of bummed me out a little bit so some of the other um smaller roles that we have to mention mad tv alum uh, orlando jones fires on love who you might know from friday elf and some other you know tv and, and movie work john favreau is a big one actor and director involved with Rudy, Swingers, Iron Man, Elf, Chef, The Jungle Book, The Lion King, and a million other things. David Denman, who you know is Roy from The Office, who I totally forgot he was in this. And I never, watching The Office, I never was like, oh, who's isn't that the guy from Replacements? Because he's so much younger. I think that's part of it. But He's a lot skinnier, too. Like, he's a lot like, oh, no, I'm like, sorry, sorry, Roy. But he's like a lot skinnier than he was in The Office. He's a handsome devil. He, 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 and he's awesome in this too. I love he his is. character. I love his character. So, Me too. yeah. So, uh, he's in it. Um, and then also the last film for Academy Award nominee, Jack Warden, um, who's known for Heaven Can Wait, Brian Song, 12 Angry Men, yep. All the President's Men, The Verdict, and he was Pops in Dirty Work. So, we've, I know we've talked about doing Dirty Work and uh, kind of pay respects to Norm MacDonald, but being, you know, my age, I think of him from from dirty work a lot, from being crazy Me old. Me too, actually. <laughs> so I know that's like 
insulting to someone my father's age or your father's age because they call man's a classic but dirty work is like <laughs> what i probably like you said my first impression my first experience with uh jack that was through him being exactly. dad <laughs> exactly so so just just a great supporting cast um what did you have down for jimming down for like random facts the more you know stuff i did one of you just mentioned it was the great film of jack warden and then i have a couple i have three others now so this one's kind of long but it's a cool little backstory on what how this came to be the Washington team is loosely based on the 1987 replacement Washington Redskins, who won all three of their replacement games. The real Redskins returned for Week Seven through the Super uh, through to the Super Bowl, which they also won. So after winning the Super Bowl, the franchise rarely, if ever, gave the replacement players any credit for the team's success. When the Redskins players received their Super Bowl rings, another replacement players received a ring, even though it was said that had they not won their games, the team may not have made the playoffs, let alone win the Super Bowl. However, after 30 years, the Redskins are finally going to rec- the fi- they, they finally did recognize the replacement players' contribution and gave them the Super Bowl rings. And this was um, announced back in March 2018. So another great example showing how football is such a great team sport. During filming, Keanu, isn't it crazy? Isn't that, what, what a wild thing. The fact that they didn't, that they didn't like, acknowledge these players for working their ass and off that carried game. and they give the, their rank right. 30 years later some of them probably passed away after that oh, definitely. Like, man it's like what a bunch of scumbags yeah. <laughs> well especially that franchise <laughs> i know for many reasons yeah um during filming Keanu reeves was offered a tryout with the baltimore ravens the baltimore ravens would eventually go on to win a super bowl less than six months after the film's release so i saw that too and I Is meant that true? Because that's super that, cool. I meant to do some more digging on that. I have to think that that was some sort of like a publicity stunt or whatever. Only because, don't get me wrong, Keanu looks great, like throwing a football. Like he, you know, you watch some movies and you're like, that person's clearly never thrown a football or baseball yeah. or never skated. He looks like I think he is an athlete, but there's no way that someone who never played football at any high level. I don't know, it ha- but I, I saw that too. So you're not, it's not wrong. It's just, it, there had to be some other spin to it. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then to, to keep the theme of Ken Reeves being athletic, this is my last one. Ken Reeves plays a former quarterback from Ohio State in both this and Point Break. So there you go. I think you already mentioned this. In the, I think you might already mentioned this before, but. We mentioned Point Break. I didn't mention that part. So oh, okay, so yeah. yeah. Well, it, may, may, it might be in the same universe. Who knows? Yeah, so. <laughs> Back to the so there were I think they've been these have been squashed but the Washington the the team that is now known as the the real professional NFL team that is now known as the Washington football team I have a couple questions so they were you said their their name was the Redskins yeah so and they're obviously changing that there was rumors that they were going to change it to the Sentinels like last year a couple years ago cool. But I've heard that that's been pretty, it's been squashed. So it's, that's not going to be it. But I think that'd be a cool name. What do you think? That would be, I mean, like, the, look at the Mighty Ducks. Like, they're pretty, they're like, now it's obviously the Ducks. But, like, it's kind of cool, like, having that, because what else does Washington football team have that, you know, other than the Redskins, that isn't bad press. Like, the Redskins right. is a pretty bad name. So having a cool reference would definitely attract new fans, I think. Well, that was my, that was my follow-up question or, or follow-up statement. So in today's day and age, there are a number of teams that are kind of being they're under the microscope for is your is your team name racist or prejudice or 
you know, a million other things. And I will be honest, sometimes I think that's you being a little sensitive. That's ridiculous. I think, I think that that team name's fine, blah, blah, blah. The Redskins though, that's one where I'm like, <laughs> how defend. did I, yeah. I'm like, how did that, how is that a team? <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not funny, but it's, I'm laughing at like, how oh yeah. The no fact that this one... went on for so long and <laughs> like, and dude, no one said anything like, yeah, you know, like, it's not like it's a tribal name or something like that. That's like a straight up, I don't want to say what it would be like, but it's, is a very, I can't believe it went that long. That's all. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Um, and then the other thing I had to mention was this was supposedly, I read that this is originally supposed to be like a more serious movie. And that's when John Favreau signed on. And then it be, he found out after the fact that it became comedy. So I would, I'll say I would totally. And if there is like a show or a, movie that does do this you guys can message us at worth lapia on instagram and tell me and i'll try to find it but i would be totally down for like if there was a netflix show or whatever that went through this sort of thing where there's a strike and there's replacement players in a serious way that's such a cool concept that's a cool idea a yeah so i don't know what i would have liked better i think i would i think if you gave me the choice now and you said you know you, you this never happened replacements never happened you can either have a comedy one that's going to be good like the replacements or you can have a, a drama i think i picked the drama i actually mentioned this later on <laughs> in my uh closing comments but i love the fact that this is a comedy but i would not erase i would never i would not like argue like this is a drama i think it'd be a cool like almost like a two different we have a comedy version and a drama version i think it'd be awesome seeing this as a serious take on you know they're like what how they're treated behind the scenes because they probably treat like shit the entire time yeah i would i, would, I agree and i but i i think i would like that more as a like a series like oh a, me too yeah. like a 10 episode or whatever but yeah no i agree the front i love front i lights love from, from right. a tv series <laughs> right and then my uh last not so fun fact is uh michael jace who was in the movie and he played the man who he played earl wilkinson who was going back to jail after he was released did you read about him no i didn't so unfortunately michael jace is not not a good dude and he is now for real in jail oh wow and he murdered his wife and i won't get into details but it wasn't not that there's like a, uh, a an acceptable way to murder your wife or murder anyone, but it wasn't. It was bad. I was like, oh, he's like a legit bad dude. And I thankfully I read that after watching the movie because I was like, there are a bunch of moments in the movie where I was like, oh, that probably would have bummed me out if I knew yeah. that the guy was a dirtbag. So, but anyway, so as far as stuff we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but this is a this is kind of a tough one for things that wouldn't fly in today's environment, like not in this millennium, not in 2021 stuff, because we have to be honest. We have to talk about some things. They, this is a nineties movie. So it's just reality that there were jokes that you would make in the nineties, which wasn't that long ago. At least it doesn't, at least I tell myself that cause I'm, I'm old now, but, but the jokes about the Japanese guy, um, Although they kind of spin that off because they all throw daggers at each other, like the couple black guys make fun of the Japanese guy, and then they all make fun of the guy from Wales, the kicker from Wales. But so that uh, one that was pretty big is Gene Hackman says a couple times, or at least he brings it up first, and then it gets referenced again. 
that's why girls don't play the game. I actually think that would be the one that would cause the most trouble today because people would be like, girls can do whatever, you know, guys can do, which is true, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then lastly, making fun of a deaf guy. Although Joe brought this up. Joe, what did you say about the making up, making fun of a deaf guy that makes it okay or at least less offensive? So I think the fact that they defended him and he held his own, I think that kind of, if he kind of got walked on and then, you know, no one protect, no one defended him. He kind of just like walked away. I think it would have been a different story, but I think the fact that he stood up for himself and his players, his friends defended him, I think it was up. Don't get me wrong. I work with people in this with disabilities and I would be pissed off if I saw this, but in this movie, I feel like they, they did the right way where it's like they didn't go overboard and they made him independent enough to like stand up for himself. Yeah, totally independent enough. And that's the perfect segue to favorite scene. So my favorite scene, Joe can give his after. My favorite scene was the team brawl. Everyone thinks of the I will survive part of it, but my favorite scene is the team brawl. And that's exactly why I love. One of my favorite things in life, movies, TV, whatever, is like buddies sticking up for each other. doesn't even matter if you win, but just not backing down and being like, that's my boy or that's my girl. You're not going to pick on my friend. And I know that that makes me a meathead and I'm okay with it. But one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies is in Good Will Hunting when McGuire says to the professor, he says to Lambeau, he says, do you know why he hangs out with those gorillas that you, because he calls them like gorillas. And he says, because any one of them, if he asked them to, would take an effing bat to your head. It's called loyalty. And that's watching, talk about, that's how I know I'm like, a, all jokes aside, that's how I know I'm a bro is watching this movie i got like when when keanu reeves is like sticks up for the kid and then the kid has like the backbone to stick up for himself and then uh uh john favreau's character comes in and they do like the you know what i told you about red jerseys and they're all just like down to to fight for each other i love that i that was like my favorite scene that was the highest point of the movie for me there were other good spots but um i'll let you say your uh favorite scene in a second the one thing i have to mention is the other scene that i really liked and that did, did did well was the intro to the players in their backgrounds where they have like oh this is a swat team member this is a guy who can chase down people that rob convenience stores this is a soccer hooligan i love background scenes like that and i thought of when we did armageddon and we agreed that they spent too much time on everyone's this one did it perfectly where it gave you like just a dab of a few of them, the big ones, and then moved on. So, but my, the fight scene is my favorite, but go ahead. And I would agree. That was my first scene as well. So I put the whole fight sequence leading into the, I will survive. So I had that whole chunk of scenes like stitched together, basically, like you said, same exact thing. I love how the players are there defending themselves, defending each other. And it's, they're like, we, we see them bonding in the field solely before this, but this is like their real moment of bonding together. We have everyone kind of, Saying that ground, we have a lot of Bloom's character talking about the jukebox, but other than that, everyone else did their, did their part. But it's a really cool scene of them bonding and defending each other. And then we go into the fun I Will Survive scene, which is goofy, but I really enjoyed that. So, like, that whole sort of scenes, I, I really enjoyed. I liked the romance scene between Falcon and Annabella. I wish it was a little bit more of that, because one of my favorite, my other favorite scene is when he is... Um, I believe he's walking to her when he turns back with uh, every breath you take when he's like walking out, he's about to, it's very cliche and very cheesy, but I enjoyed that scene. And I think those two really were awesome together. So I kind of wish we had a little bit more of them, but I like that scene. And I have to make a uh, note that the football games that are played were actually fun to watch. So 
they did a good job showing us some actual football, which I appreciated. Instead of having us some small clips here and there, we saw minutes at a time of football games. So I really liked that as well. And the games are really good. Like their attention was perfect. They had the last scene, for example, when they have like the call, uh, it's the plays called back. So like, obviously, you know, what's going to happen in this type of movie, but it was stuff on the watch. Yeah, I agree with, with what you said. The only thing I would say is I think they did the perfect amount of um, the relationship stuff because it didn't get, sometimes we watch movies like this and we're like, they just tried to put too much in. I think this is the perfect amount. And I agree that I like that scene. The only thing I would, where, where um, Shane kind of like finally makes a move or whatever the, you know, moves forward on, on Annabelle. <clears throat> the only thing I didn't like about that scene was the John Madden, Oh, yeah, commentary in the background. <laughs> yeah. I think I could have done without that, but yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they took away the scene when he left her standing because nothing came out of that. So, like, if I could go back with the romance sub story, I would remove that part where he kind of like leaves her hanging because the next day she's like, okay, it's okay. It's like nothing came out of it, which I'm happy no drama happened, but they could just remove that entirely. I think that second, like, little scenario between them. The- the part that the subplot that I thought got a little bit too much is so we talked about how they did the intro to the players perfectly where they gave just a little bit. The fact that they circled back on the kicker and they did this like, oh, his like gambling Dude, stuff is going to catch up. To him. It. Yep, that's- <laughs> I, I was like, it just it was just weird. It was like it didn't bother me. It didn't like didn't ruin the film for me at all. But I was just like, why of all the subplots? did you go back to that but well, oh, we, right because that's my next that's my next uh, things i would change so. so before we get into that what'd you have down for the soundtrack i i liked i really like the soundtrack so uh i like both the actual score and the license tracks the soundtrack is composed by john debney who has worked on films such as hocus pocus past episode of ours bruce almighty the justice movie elf and tons of others with a few projects coming out this year and then into next like american underdog the kurt warren story clifford the big red dog and of course reprising his composing role for hocus pocus 2 so i mean it's still very active his score in this film definitely helps elevate the tension and emotion listen to the track martel cross and you'll get a sense of that one just how good this soundtrack is and how unfortunate it is it gets overshadowed by like, the license tracks um but Speaking of listening tracks, that, they're also awesome. They're probably what's most remembered about this film when it comes to the soundtrack. I Will Survive, um, when they all bond together, obviously, is, is obviously a big marketing ploy for them. Um, Bust a Move, Bad Girls, and during one of my favorite scenes, like I mentioned, Every Breath You Take. So, listening tracks are really good, but I do really, really like the score of this film. I agree. I like the soundtrack. The only license track and the only problem i have with it is the movie opening up with ziploc by lit i was like i forgot about that yeah <laughs> that, that, whole, that. <laughs> that whole scene not not that's not what i would change but the whole opening scene where like falco goes scuba diving and he finds his old trophy and then he does like a like an underwater imaginary play like i he said never let I, go. He never <laughs> let go well when I was rewatching it and I said, I was nervous to rewatch this. Cause I remember really liking, I uh, really liking it. The fact that that was like the first two minutes, I was like, Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't have a good feeling. So you kind of already hinted on what you would, you would change, but you can elaborate in a second. The thing that I would change is, I think you kind of said this, the football play was, was in, this was really good, I think, but some of the, 
the football play scenes that were they felt like they were straight out of a kid's movie like the little giants or whatever with like the stick um falco throwing at the linebacker's head and then having it like somehow turn into a, a their alignment scrambling for a touchdown strippers distracting the team and causing a false start it was weird because like i said the scenes that weren't intentionally crazy were i thought really good football scenes like look realistic and then they threw in these and it was just like i don't know though that those kind of belong i could have done with like one of those yeah but there was too there was too much of that for my liking that's what i would change yeah um <clears throat> but what would yeah what was your I, I i will say that i do like this scene it makes you laugh whenever i watch it when the chilies are getting you know kind of into what i was i'll say and you're like the opposing coach is like will somebody tell them to stop shaking their ass for five minutes and then he was, says to the ref he's like she just slapped her ass or something yeah, like that it's yeah ridiculous but yeah no those no, I, I agree those scenes are just kind of like cartoony in a way um but you pretty much said it before some of the character subplots like nigel the kicker in this case and his gaming problem it did a little more to the backstory since we all get a brief moment of that during the recruitment process but it gets pretty serious towards the end and while interesting i feel like it just fizzles out after he breaks his leg sure it adds like, like i said more attention to both the game and nigel himself but it leaves you wondering what happens after it's fully healed like he's also going go back to his real life and his real world so he dies he gets murdered after it's like it's not yeah. something they should have taken out entirely it's just some of the subplots are kind of ridiculous yeah we're gonna say something no, no go ahead go ahead oh i just want to add one more thing too the actual backstories of the other plays as well was ridiculous i get it's a movie and i get that going into it but they're like bringing people out of, like telling people can come out of prison and like play football for us for a little bit well it's like cops and thieves and whatever else the reason that that was so stupid was a pick that i'm gonna make soon because i have a basketball movie that i'm gonna pick soon and it it will i'll just tune in later to eric's first basketball pick and i (laughs) there was a way to do that where it would have just made it would have been like okay yeah i believe that and they just skipped over that and it was weird and the the thing that i didn't get about the nigel <clears throat> like the soccer hooligans thing is so if you're a bookie right i assume that why you wanted him to miss the kick would be because you you've you want him to lose you've got money on the other you know him losing so he misses the kick or they go a different way great but he, if they still win like if I was Nigel, I wouldn't feel safe. That's I'd what I'm like, saying. After he's after he's recovered, whatever, he's dead. The guy's not right. gonna make it. <laughs> so. Right. The, the only way he would have been okay is if he shanked it. Like if he let him kick it and he shanked it. So right. I would have. I they should have just. You know, we both agree they should have just left that out. It, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I kind of wish I could mention showing a little more. I know you didn't like this part, but I kind of wish we had a little bit more romance between the two of them. Maybe get rid of the scene when he leaves her standing. I kind of wanted maybe one more romance scene to kind of show that because I thought they were really good together. So I kind of I did more not of that. like it. I did not no, like no. it. No, no, I, I, I think it. I think like you said, like you thought there was a perfect amount of romance in the movie, and I kind of wish there was one more scene with them together. I think more intimate. Yeah. I could have dealt with one more scene. I, I yeah, that, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I just I didn't want it to take over too much of the story. Yeah, but if I it agree. was. If you gave the three minutes that you gave to Nigel's like bookie right. thing to them, I would have been like fine with that. That's yeah. That girl, man, Brooke Langton, she, how she is not, how she never turned into a superstar. I mean, I'm not I a, I, I'm not a, I don't know what I'm talking about, but 
she her she had so much personality and i don't know but what do i know so did you have anything else you wanted to change nope that was it so some like nitpicking things but yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah I, i had some of that too but um so if you've listened to the podcast before you know this is uh the the point where we give our score um on a scale of one to five, would you mind paying a late fee to keep this movie? So a score of one is you turn the movie on, you're two minutes in and lit comes on and Keanu Reeves is playing underwater football and throwing around a, a trophy. And you're like, this is stupid. And you turn it off, which I would, I would understand. But a score of five is you keep the movie. You want to watch it again. You want to show your friends, maybe even just buy it from the video rental store or you don't care about paying late fees. So that's high score is five. Score of one is low, score of five is high. This is Joe's pick, so I'm going to give my score first. I really, really like this movie. And like I said, I was worried that it wouldn't hold up, but for me, it did. I love the idea of like the diamond in the rough, guys that just needed a second chance, all from different backgrounds. I think that there's a perfect amount of the, the romance stuff. Like I said, Keanu kills it. As much as football isn't my favorite sport, this is, I think, this is a great movie, and I think football is probably one of, if not the easiest, to make a make a movie about. Like it's just the way that the sport itself is kind of like preset plays. It makes it easier to make the the sport look real. Um, it's not perfect, like we've talked about, but it's really good. There are a few scenes and lines that are kind of cheesy, and it could have done without some of them. Like Hackman reads off one too many quotes that look like they were like from like no fear t-shirts in the nineties, but I think it's very underrated. And I gave this a 3.75 out of five. It's, it's a couple of a plus scenes with a handful of like B minus C plus scenes that knock the average down. But this movie was great. If, if you took out like the stripper cheerleaders and some other stuff, I, I, in yeah, in the, the bookie, welsh guy i probably would have given it a four and a half or something but i, I really liked rewatching this one yeah i'm pretty close to you with your score um i had the replacements is probably one of my favorite football movies that isn't front night lights and doesn't feature kid actors looking at you little giants it's a lighthearted take on a sport that features more dramatic stories and films but it does that while still having a great balance of the sport itself featuring some i thought pretty good game sequences the actors are all great and their chemistry really starts to feel like a a real team naturally from beginning to end and how far they've come together and as a sucker for romance scenes this is one that i really enjoyed um when it, when it comes to their romance i wish it was just a little bit more of that sometimes there may be too much happening with some of the characters that really don't progress the main story and you really do need to close your mind when it comes to some of the backstories like prison prisoners coming out to play the game and whatever ex-cops and all that but it's definitely a fun sports movie and it's thankfully like you said it really did help hold up for me as well so I give it a four out of five. Yeah, I was thinking about giving it a four. And I would, yeah, so that's a totally, totally fair score. Um, I'm drinking Feist beer from Black Hat. Delicious. Limited release. Go grab it if you can. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, worth a late fee. Suggestions are always welcome. So replacements was Joe's pick. And a little behind the scenes info. Joe's working on his Halloween pick and he is going to pick the movie that I was going to pick, but it's good because I was at RMA unofficial sponsor of the podcast. And I saw this beer and I was like, this is the perfect. It's amazing that we've gotten this far and not covered one of this director's movies. We are going to be 
discussing the 1994 Quentin Tarantino classic Pulp Fiction. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, yeah, I know. I How about this with a Quentin Tarantino film? Huh? <laughs> I know. Wild. I know. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll be back next week. Yep. As always, everyone. Thank you.